0: We look forward to having you. Welcome to Collateral Gaming Bonus Round. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everyone. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Or if you Ramadan. don't celebrate, it's okay. We're here to talk about the holidays. We're here to talk about video games. And um, and, and it's actually Christmas Day today, huh?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, this is really cool. You know, we're kind of we kind of made the plan earlier in the week that we were going to record on Christmas day and i've been i've been looking forward to it you know it's been a while since i've been in a little recording session with you and i've i've missed it so it's good to be back uh, <laughs> it's good to be talking about some Vigi games and we've got a really good selection today don't we we really do um so but i mean how how was your christmas man honestly it was awesome you know um i woke up i stayed up until about i think playing rocket league and uh call of duty with some friends because got a buddy that came home and he was finally on some good internet so he wanted to play some competitive rocket league which broke my heart but um that game always does but it was good you know woke up this morning uh had a nice breakfast uh shared some gifts shared some laughs found out that nate put my cat on the roof. (laughs) yeah he did it twice it was hilarious and we're in our living room and i look up and see the windows to the skylight and i just see her walking on the roof meowing and i'm like (gasps) (gasps) so i'm just like (laughs) how'd she get up there Ah!" but it was it was good um i got my dad uh my dad is a war veteran he fought in the gulf war and uh when he was overseas he used to play super mario bros on the game boy color and so i kind of brought that back for him this year i got him a game boy Advance SP. So that he can play. Oh, shit. (laughs) Legendary. I found one for 75 bucks. Not too bad. And I ordered some games this morning because they had no Mario games for him or really any games that he could get into. So I ordered some off of Amazon this morning. They should be here next week. But Christmas is good. Got to hang out um, with my family. Nate's in town. Also, at the time that we're recording this right now, for Ash, it's 3.20, but for me, it's 4.20, we are a friendly podcast towards y- that, <laughs> so whatever you got. Smoke it if you got it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about we you, man? That how, in, was bro. You, how was your Christmas morning?
0: Uh, Christmas was awesome. Uh, I woke up. Uh, we stayed at my, my parents' house, It's uh, and it was me and my wife and my our daughter, and my sister was over. She lives out of state, so it was nice to have her over again. Um, and Heck my yeah. my brother was there, and so we all sat around. Hazel had a lot of gifts to open, you it said was your really, really was awesome, there? yeah,
1: yeah, Dakota was there, north or south <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> what is this not, is this an episode
0: with me if i don 't make a pun <laughs> it's not it 's not an episode if zach doesn 't make a pun <laughs> um, Got some games for Christmas, uh, some of the games that we 're doing later this season, actually. So that's, that was really, really nice. Um, I, 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 one of the games I had, to, I had before and I had to replace, and some of the other ones are nice to have now because we're gonna be able to, to, I'll be able to play them so I can talk about them. So that's cool. But I guess we'll go ahead and dive right into it. Uh, this is a bonus round after all. And so we're going to be talking about, well, one of the only holiday-themed games that came to mind for me,
1: and that is Batman Arkham Origins. Oh, really good installment. Not as not, in my opinion, not as good as the uh, other three. But, you know, it's a story that takes place five years prior to the events of Arkham Asylum. Not not really a very refined Batman, but still a really cool game. Really good experience. You know, you get to go around Gotham City on Christmas Eve on Christmas down. Well, hunting down. What's his name? Black Knight. What's it? Black Mask. uh, Black Mask, sorry. You're hunting down Black Mask while also avoiding these eight treacherous villains that are hunting you because there's a bounty on your head while also avoiding the cops. It's a good experience.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's set earlier in Batman's career than the previous games were. So this is set before Asylum. And what's interesting is to maintain, you know, kind of continuity, they did actually try not to implement some of the gadgets that he gets later on. Like in this game, he uses the grapnel boost instead of the no no sorry, the grapnel accelerator instead of the grapnel boost, which functionally is the same, it's just not as fast um and and we definitely get a more uh i want to say a rougher Batman,
1: you know, oh yeah, no, he's definitely like I said a little bit earlier, he's nowhere nearly as refined, and he's just it's a lot more rough around the edges. he's still trying to figure out this whole hero routine. While at the same time he hasn't really gotten the good graces of GCPD yet, Um, right? And he's got a lot of people hunting him. You know, he's got a bounty on his head. I don't exactly remember how much the bounty is for. It's been a while since I played the game, but um, he's a a lot more merciless of a bat. Yeah, to think about it, because he's just he's a lot more on the defensive. And how can you not be when you have eight of the world's most dangerous criminals hunting you down? And it's Christmas Eve, so the collateral damage is uh, it could potentially be a lot higher, you know, with the events that happen so
0: yeah i um i I bl- you know i I would think that this is a Batman that's a little bit more similar to Robert Pattinson's Batman that we're gonna
1: get in the upcoming Batman film. oh yeah, and by the way, if you guys do an episode about that on collateral cinema, count me in, I would love to be there hell yeah, that looks great, dude, I am oh really excited God. about
0: it. Something else, you know, that this game featured was the the villain Black Mask. So anybody that saw Birds of Prey will recognize uh Roman Sionis aka Black Mask. Um he's kind of the primary antagonist or so it seems. Wink wink. <laughs> wink wink. Um I guess since this is a bonus round, we're not going to spoil who the real villain is, but it won't surprise you.
1: Um well,
0: <laughs> it'll surprise you but also not surprise you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll surprise you, but in the end, you'll be expecting it because he's, you know, who he is. So.
0: He's, he is who he is. I think that's that's already saying too much. But fuck it, this is our podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, Arkham Origins is the only game in the franchise to not be developed by Rocksteady. So it actually was developed by WB Games Montreal, and in a lot of ways, it's it's considered like probably the most underrated. Uh, title in the arkham series uh definitely not held in in as high favor as some of the other games especially you know arkham city
1: no of course not it is definitely the black sheep of the whole experience the whole franchise and the fact that they didn't use the same voice actors for the characters like kevin conroy isn't batman i don't even know who is i don't really care enough to know you (laughs) might know but it just if it's not kevin conroy in an animated or game scenario i don't I don't really care much for it. I will say, though, Arkham Origins has, by and far, some of the best boss fights in a game like that I've ever played. Like, the encounter with Deathstroke is my favorite fight in video game history. That and when you're fighting Bane on top of the... Bane. Bane. (laughs) Bane. Bane. (laughs) Bane. Yeah, that's gonna be the bane of my existence, but dumb tis. But no, when you're fighting him on top of the rooftop and you're fighting him alongside his goons, and he just keeps juicing up, and you have to continue to jump on his back and rip out the, uh, rip out the, what are they? The two apply that stuff. To Ven- uh, venom, right? Yeah, venom.
0: Yeah, Actually, um, being uneducated. <laughs> it's Roger Craig Smith. Who voices Batman? And you may not recognize his name, but you'll recognize some of the characters he plays, uh, such as Sonic the Hedgehog, Ezio what? Auditore da Firenze. What? Yeah, Chris Redfield from Resident Evil, uh, Ddraig and Naruto Shippuden. Uh, he Dude, also actually he, he's the main character in Dying Light, Kyle Crane. Yeah, and he's Mirage in Apex Legends. There you go. Uh, he's in Bleach as well, regular show. Wow. Yeah.
1: I did not put that together ever since we did that combined episode uh, where we were supposed to talk about Apex Legends, but we really just shot the shit for like three hours. (laughs) It was was great. We never talked about Apex once, but no, ever since that podcast, I've been playing Apex almost every single day, and Mirage is one of my mains. I'd never put that connection together. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. He's, He's not Kevin Conroy, so it does throw you off, but I think he does a good enough job I don't know why they couldn't get Kevin Conroy. I mean, they got him in the next game, Arkham Knight, but
1: I thought Kevin Conroy had like a contract with Rocksteady. And that's why he wasn't he didn't do it because WB Montreal, you know, it kind of would have it wouldn't have coincided very well. And plus yeah. this is a, it's kind of a spin-off story if you think about it. While it, it while it does kind of fall within the main timeline, it's set 5 years before Arkham Asylum, it still didn't feel like a game that fit very well with the rest of the franchise, you know right so and i mean if you're gonna have a game that goes with the remainder of the with the rest of the franchise um you gotta you gotta use the same voice actor so that automatically put it off for me but the fact that he's sonic and Ezio that you said robert craig smith roger craig smith roger craig smith my bad that is insane i did not know that that's crazy yeah, yeah.
0: I remember, um, actually, I, I had read up on that before, and I just double-checked it, because I, I was like, I think that's the same guy. Yeah, it's Roger Craig Smith. Uh, he did he did Batman. Um, there is another character who is not voiced by their iconic voice actor, and it throws me off as well. And I think it throws me off because they're so close to being the same voice but it's just ever slow slightly off it's almost like an it's almost kind of like the effect you get with uncanny valley it's like it, it it's almost more unsettling because it's so close
1: <laughs> yeah it's like you're going it's like you're going grocery shopping and you really want gushers but you can't afford the name brand so you get like the great value like juice-filled gum snacks <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> oh yeah and i know exactly who you're talking about and you can't portray this character with anybody else. He's a legend. Yeah. And people people who are veterans to these kind of games will know exactly who we're talking about. But if you haven't experienced this game, just go in and play it. It's not that bad. It's it's a Batman experience. You know, it's just not one that satisfies those people with the need for nostalgia, with a need for continuity. If you like Batman, you'll enjoy the game. If that, you know.
0: Yeah, I I think for what it is, it's it's a it was a good filler, you know, it's kind of a good Spinoff game. It's kind of like if you were to compare um, a handheld Zelda game to a main series Zelda game. You know what I mean?
1: Ooh, yes. And I'm so glad you said that because one of the Christmas presents I received, I know we're going a little off topic here, but I got I, a buddy of mine asked me to watch his dogs for a week. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, he said, if you do this, I will be happy to buy you a game or something. What game would you like? And I never really got the chance to play it all the way through, but they remade Link's Awakening for the Switch. Yes. And so I've started playing that, and it is beautiful. Oh, it's it is so good. It is so good. That We said that simultaneously on my screen, and that just made it so much more impactful. <laughs> but yeah, I know we won't go off on a tangent about that, but that is a beautiful remake. Link's Awakening used to be one of my favorite games of all time. I beat it countless times on the Game Boy Color. And now I have a chance to relive it in 60 FPS on the Switch with some of the most beautiful area designs and track remixes ever. Okay, but back to Batman. Back to
0: Batman. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Um, also, I wanted to, to piggyback off of what you said. The, the Deathstroke fight is awesome. I mean, it is just superb. fast-paced. And it, I think the, the best way to go about that fight is just to keep going. Just square, 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 triangle, triangle, <laughs> triangle, Tri- triangle, oh, triangle, you, triangle, triangle, you triangle, triangle, triangle. triangle. to be. If you're
1: playing on a difficulty that's like above normal or even on normal sometimes, if you don't have really quick reflexes, you have to time those counters perfectly. Yeah. They give. Dude, Slade Wilson is merciless in that game. It is. That fight takes forever, by the way. It takes like 20 minutes to get through the fight if you're like not. Oh, the animations uh being able to parry his sword strikes or his battering hits into combos and then you can like stun him with your cape and then just do your casual Arkham beatdown. It it's so good and it flows so well and the the cut scene at the end of it where you like finally best him and you kick him into the wall and then put stick his sword like in front of him and you yes. just kind of block him off it's over Slade. it is <laughs> it's
0: so awesome uh some of the it's items so in this game are awesome as well speaking of of uh deathstroke the item that you get after his fight the remote claw uh yes, sir. i thought was in some ways was cooler than the line launcher except for the fact that the line launcher can be used anywhere, and the remote claw can only be used on certain targets. But besides that, the fact that you can aim it at something else and then and create a, a, a zip line, you know, or a, a tightrope, and you can even uh, ch- uh, hang up enemies to vantage points. That's awesome. That opens up a whole lot of more opportunities for uh, predator missions.
1: Yeah, it's really cool that you say that too. Because I I am I kind of agree with you there, and at the same time. Um, it's not the line launcher, you're right, but this kind of pays homage to the fact that this is a young... Sorry, my cat just ran into the closet. <laughs> but uh, this kind of pays homage to the fact that this is indeed a younger Batman. His his skills are still ref- being refined. His gadgets, he's still working on them, trying to make them perfect. And this game does that really well. Hats off to WB Montreal for making a spin off Batman that really kind of shows the growth within Bruce Wayne and how he really turns into gotham's dark knight and it's really awesome the setting is so cool because it's constantly snowing everywhere it it is a beautiful game i will say that
0: in true arkham fashion of course the game takes place over the course of a single night oh yeah so in this in this case it's christmas eve and alfred just keeps trying to get you to come in and enjoy your christmas dinner but you know bruce wayne's like nah man i've got to deal with eight assassins and then he's like well if you, sir, if you just stayed home, couldn't the assassins not get you? And he's like, no, but yeah, they'll put innocents at risk.
1: So I got to get him. I mean, like a hero, like a good hero, Batman is there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. God, that was I awful. will say,
0: well, Arkham Origins does well, I think, are a lot of the boss fights. Um, One of the, the fights that I like in particular, it's not a traditional boss fight, but it's one of the main assassins was with Deadshot. I like how uh, you had to continually take him out with with silent takedowns, but well, no, you can't use silent takedowns. You have to use noisy ones. But you had to keep, you know, getting, getting him with stealth takedowns, and he doesn't go down in one hit. So you have to keep doing it, <laughs> and then zip away.
1: Yeah, no, Floyd Lawton is not somebody to play with. Like no. Deadshot, Deadshot's nasty. Now, granted, I hated Suicide Squad. I haven't seen Birds of Prey, so I won't. I won't knock that movie until I watch it. But Will Smith portrayed a very, very awesome Floyd Lawton. And if you, Ash, have you seen the show Arrow?
0: I haven't. My brother has watched all of the Arrowverse and all of that. Yeah, it, everything.
1: It's so good. Like, I don't know who the actor is, but the guy that they uh, got to portray Floyd Lawton, spectacular. Yeah. And it's made me fall in love with his character. So. I, I love Deadshot, and it's no surprise that you can't stealth take down him in one shot because he's a master with any type of weapon. Like, literally, he I don't know if he has a superpower or if he's just insane with firearms because he literally bullseyes everything. His name's Deadshot. I mean, come on. Evidently, he's just that good. So, there's yeah. no
0: superpowers
1: involved. But and he, got, and he got started with it because his family was killed. And that, to me, is a really good origin story for any good villain. And now he's just an assassin for hire, taking on bounties and whatever he can, and it's no surprise that he shows up as one of the assassins in Origins because he's a classic DC bad guy.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Sorry, that's Christmas dinner trying to come back and revisit me. (laughs) (laughs) One of the other
0: boss fights that I thought was cool was Copperhead. She made like multiple shadow clones of herself. Yes. That was a joke. It, I'm just, they weren't uh, actual shadow clones.
1: I'm trying to access my memory because it's been a long time since I've played this <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> she she gives uh she injects Batman with a hallucinogen and so he fights like multiple copies of her and that makes that fight, you know, faster. But once he gets the antidote, he like takes her down in one shot.
1: <laughs> yep, and she knew that too. That's why she did that. <laughs> She's like there's no way I can take on this guy head on. Yeah. But so. hey, whatever you got to do to get that big bank cuz what do you remember the exact total of the bounty on Bruce's head? Uh, no I don't. <laughs> and I just played Dude. it. But I
0: I I don't seem to recall that number. But even so, Batman's got, you know, eight assassins to contend with. Uh I think some of them are technically optional to the main story, but uh I mean, I mean you're going to want to do it.
1: Yeah, it helps if you fight all eight because I mean, come on, that's extra content. If you're really into the game, do as much as you can. And plus, the whole story revolves around the fact that he's got assassins hunting him while he's after Black Mask. It's on Christmas Eve. I'll say that a million more times. But if you don't face all eight assassins, are you really enjoying the game to the fullest? Like with Arkham Asylum, City, and Night, I did literally everything you could, including the Riddler trophies in Night, and that yeah broke my brain. Ah, uh, that, that must be hard, dude. Um, it was it was difficult. Riddler challenges are back, coming...
0: but he's called Enigma this time.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, that was wasn't that his name earlier on before he became the Riddler, Edward Enigma. He was just Enigma. He was just yeah. He was just Enigma, uh, and Batman kind of calls him
0: that because he's like I'm a mystery. He's like Enigma then, and then you know from the rest of the game he's known as Enigma. But it's the Riddler. Uh, instead of Riddler trophies, we've got these Enigma data packs. But it's essentially the same thing. I will say, yep. I did feel that the puzzles were a bit weak compared to the Arkham series, um, and and even the combat seemed to be easier than I remember it being. So Fresh Batman. I, I feel like I feel like this game is a little bit watered down as compared to the Rocksteady games. But I, I definitely think it's worth checking out still. I think it's it's uh uh if you're gonna play through all the Batman Arkham games, I think this is a definitely a good I think you should play through this one as well because it's just more Batman. Can't go wrong with yeah, that. Yeah it is.
1: Yeah, no, you can't, and uh, we'll touch back to this, I mean, for as much, for as long as we continue to talk about this, but everything that they do in the game, you said that the puzzles weren't as difficult, um, the combat seemed a little bit easier, this all kind of stems back to the fact that this is a younger, less experienced Batman, True, and it kind of adds to the feel of the game, which I really like, a game, I mean... We're going to talk about Breath of the Wild here in a few minutes. And while I love that game, I don't like the fact that from the second you wake up in the resurrection, Shrine of Resurrection, you can just pick up whatever weapon and be a complete badass. I, I like the fact, I, I wish they would have done something where Link was a little bit slow and like you had to legitimately go and learn skills before getting off of the Great Plateau instead of just being able to climb every single surface. And I, I like the fact that they're showing growth in batman while i'm not a fan of the voice actors i do like the younger feel of this character and honestly being able to take on deathstroke and best him really surprised me and that's why that fight is so hard it is a hard fight the first time i faced deathstroke i he probably beat me like 10 or 20 times and that's not a joke yeah like i took died, a few died <laughs> so many times yeah dude it, it Every boss fight in that game is difficult, and that's because you're dealing with a less experienced Batman. And I love that. Games that are challenging are more intriguing to me. And while Breath of the Wild is really hard, if you don't have armor, you're going to die in like one or two hits by some of these tougher enemies, a.k.a. (coughs) Lizalfos on the Bridge of (laughs) Havia, or any test of strength. Uh, Yeah, if you don't have armor, yeah, I discovered that, because Zelda uh breath of the wild was my first open world rpg ever and so i didn't have good armor at all and i was getting so mad because i couldn't beat this one major test of strength and my friend dylan was sitting next to me shout out to dylan peters the homie i haven't seen him in a while but he was like yeah dude you you just don't have good armor at all you need to go get some better armor and i got better armor came back beat it on the first try i was like oh that's how that works all right. Sorry to go off on a little tangent there. No,
0: you're good. Actually, I guess that kind of segues us into the second part of this podcast. So uh, we're gonna actually be talking about the Breath of the Wild sequel, uh, as was announced. Uh, I want to say a couple years ago, 2019. EA. Yeah. Okay. So last year or E3. Last year E3. <laughs> is when it was announced. Um, that is not. This, it's not uh, Age of Calamity, by the way. That was. That's a separate project. So, Breath of the Wild, untitled Breath of the Wild sequel. Breath of the Wild 2 is what people are be calling it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to jump right into that. But let's take a Bre- short break and um, we'll get into <laughs> Zelda and
1: we'll explain how this relates to the holiday theme. They call it Breaths of the Wilds. <laughs> Since it's a sequel, it's plural.
0: This city has a problem. Some freak who thinks he's a hero. Luckily, there ain't a problem in the world. that can't be solved with a little bit of money. Tonight, we all win. One of you walks away
1: with 50 million dollars. And the rest, well we get rid of the batman (coughs) where's black mask let me go if you insist
0: to drop in
1: all right Welcome back to Collateral Gaming, my sexy-ass listeners slash viewers. Whoever you are, I love you. <laughs> they know you for how to butter us, him, dude. <laughs> we are, you are exactly right, like popcorn. Ooh, yes, father. But we are back to talk about one of mine and one of Ash's favorite things in the world, The Legend of Zelda. And what better topic to talk about than The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and its upcoming sequel, which we don't know the name of, so we're just going to call it Breath of the Wild 2, which it was announced... At E3 2019, and uh, Ash and I had not been in communication with each other yet. We met earlier this year. Uh, really, I mean, I'd known him since like 2015, 2016, but we didn't really talk or have a friendship, but now we can really get into it. Man, I wish, into I, it. I, I wish you and I wish you were homies back when Breath of the Wild was dropping. I know. That would oh have been my awesome. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend named Jaden. Um, shout out to him, who every single day I talked to him like we would send each other like countdown pictures of Breath of the Wild with like 7 6 days to launch 5 days and then the morning of uh what was it March 3rd 2017 yeah March 3rd 2017 it dropped on a Friday morning I went to I had gone to Walmart the night before at midnight to get my Switch because I had it pre-ordered from there. And then at 10 o'clock on Friday morning, I went to GameStop, picked up my copy, and I was home, and I played for the rest of the day. It was a magical experience.
0: Hell but yeah.
1: Now today we're going to be talking about the upcoming, hopefully soon, COVID-willing, sequel to this game and what our thoughts are going to be on it, You know what we think might happen. We're going to relate back to events that happened in Age of Calamity. So spoiler warning, if you haven't played Age of Calamity, you might want to press pause, go play the whole game, and come back because we're going to get into it. I am working on Age of Calamity right now, and I gotta say, for a not-Zelda-Zelda Zelda game, it's one of my favorites. I love it. The story is incredible.
0: Okay, but uh, how far are you in the game? Mm.
1: Um, I just raided and destroyed the Yiga Clan's hideout. Okay. So, I don't know how far that is from the beginning, from the end, but I do have the Master Sword.
0: You do have the Master Sword, okay. Yeah. Did Did you get new characters yet? Did new characters come in
1: yet? The only new character, well, it's not necessarily a new character, and I've already forgotten his name. Oh my god, he's got maracas, he's a Korok, what's oh, his Hestu. name? Oh, Hestu. Hestu, yeah, that's the only character that i haven't really interacted with or played as
0: damn we can't go into full yeah. spoilers then we can't go to full spoilers because
1: there are there i have a,
0: a theory about this game and right, is there a lot more to
1: go do i have a lot longer to go because uh, i just got the master sword and i just I'd reckon beat suka i'd reckon you're maybe halfway through dude i've been playing this game forever oh my god <laughs> dude, i mean you still
0: got you still got a big uh big thing coming up um my link is like level thirty-seven. Basically, um, well, I say halfway, but I, it probably is closer to like two. Th- probably, I don't know. I don't know. Well, this anyway,
1: game, th- yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Anyway, let's talk about um,
1: <laughs> breasts
0: of the wild too. Can there is is there a, is there a porn parody called breasts of the wild? Because
1: probably.
0: Be. <laughs> Hey, wait, do you want to do like a, do you want to do like a we should do a bonus round on like on porn games like like wetpussygames.com or something?
1: Um, sure. <laughs> I just don't know how much research I'd be willing to do on that, you know? I, I would probably just be that guy on the sideline laughing about it the whole time and <laughs> putting in my two cents because I'm not the biggest advocate of that, but at the same time it would be an interesting topic, because there are a lot of them. <laughs> this game will make you come in 20 seconds. In that 20 ty- seconds.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. No, but no, for real. Breath, Breath of the Wild 2. Um, so we got a trailer. Not very much to go on, but we saw what seems to be Ganondorf's corpse. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Link and Zelda look different. Excuse me. Link and Zelda look different. Uh, they've got different outfits. Zelda's hair is a little shorter. A lot shorter. Um, Actually,
1: it's really cute. I thought I thought that the look is really nice. Um, Link looks a lot more refined, to be honest. He looks like a lot more confident in everything that he's doing. Which, granted, if you put enough time into Breath of the Wild, then you know how badass Link is, and everything that you can do. It's just, I really am excited about this game. The music in the trail. Oh God! (laughs) Sorry. The music in the trailer is absolutely beautiful. But it's also terrifying and, like, broken up, almost distorted. And it kind of gives you an element of horror, especially with this creature that seems to be Ganondorf kind of, like, snapping his neck and looking at the camera. Yeah, it was kind of scary, actually. Awakening. If they add an element of horror to this game, that would be sickening. Plus, I mean, let's be honest. The Legend of Zelda is a very generational title. Now, if you grew up playing The Legend of Zelda, I, I would love... To have a more adult Legend of Zelda game, oh Obviously, definitely, still with a with a very wholesome Link, of course, because he's he's silent, you know. He's the hero, you know. He's not, but and I'm not talking like God of War adult. Like I don't want the opportunity to like interact and you know what bang what what, a, <laughs> <women>. <laughs> what I'm
0: told is that it, The Witcher is basically that.
1: Yeah, okay, but that makes sense. I, I haven't Good played the Witcher too. series, so. Wild Hunt is incredible. I highly recommend it. Seriously. Very good game. Um, but this... Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> this game, it needs to come out, like, soon. I, I, we don't really know that much about it at all, except that it takes place in the exact same universe, same art style. It looks to be a direct sequel of Breath of the Wild, and so they're going to continue the story. As you and I were... Is it a sequel up? to
0: Breath of the Wild, or does it take place
1: in the Age of Calamity timeline? Hmm. I'm not sure. I really hope that this is a sequel because let's be honest, they kind of they kind of well, I would want to say that it's a sequel because in Age of Calamity, her hair is long and she's just trying to figure out her prowess. And let's be honest, her and just her and Link exploring a dark cave where, you know, Ganondorf's corpse is. This seems like a very, very much later development because it was just the two of them. I feel like if this was Age of Calamity, all the champions uh, would be the there. champions would be with them. So I'm thinking that this is post Breath of the Wild, probably because at the at the end of Breath of the Wild, after you beat Dark Beast Ganon, very lame and easy fight, by the way, beautifully done, but very easy and not epic fun. fight, just just very easy, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the game, you guys are sitting on a hillside, just pondering the future. And what I'm thinking this is is could be just Link and Zelda exploring after that time and. They come across some ancient relics that lead to a corpse of Ganondorf, and I think they might accidentally activate something because in the cutscene, Link has the Master Sword. So, what if the Master Sword's presence activates something that starts the cycle again? Oh, okay. Ganondorf coming back, and this same hero has two encounters. With Ganondorf, and this is this will be the first time in the history of the Legend of Zelda that one hero has faced Ganon twice. Except, yeah, that's true. Well, well, no, not except the Oracle games don't count because yes, you can you can main link and return link those games, but you don't face Ganon twice. You only face him once. You face li-
0: Ganon once after both linked games. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I'd never thought about that, and I like that idea because in Breath of the Wild. Calamity Ganon was just like a malevolent force. It didn't even really seem to have uh, any kind of sapience or, or real human intelligence. It was basically just Ganon has reincarnated so many times. He's just malice incarnate. I think that was the actual term. You know, it's just, just pure evil, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and it manifested. So getting to see the human Ganondorf, or I should I say Gerudo... Uh, it would I think is going to be very interesting, and uh, and I like that. If, if Link faces him twice, I mean that'll be a really awesome contrast, and and that'll be like again breaking the cycle. Something that Breath of the Wild did quite a bit of was breaking oh, conventions in yeah. Zelda, and that's actually what Nintendo went at the game with doing. I mean, they even planned on having fucking spaceships. Did you
1: hear about that? Like I am <laughs> so glad that they didn't go with it because that <laughs> <I did>. would have. <laughs> That would have been very weird. I think they could have done more with the story in Breath of the Wild, but overall, Breath of the Wild's a masterpiece, and it deserved the ratings that it got. Now, another thing I've been thinking about, Ash, you and I were talking about this earlier, about how Breath of the Wild's story is kind of lacking, but what if they did that on purpose to create one of the greatest video games of all time, which will be this sequel, with one of the most masterful Legend of Zelda stories. I'm still an advocate for Skyward Sword having the best story in The Legend of Zelda. Like, that game, by a long shot, has the best story in the entire series, the entire franchise. But what if that's what they were setting up with Breath of the Wild? This Link in Breath of the Wild uh, wakes up after 100 years slumber, the calamity that took out all the champions and finally allowed Zelda to bring out her divine power to seal Ganon away. To protect Hyrule, for, and then Gan- and Link is asleep for a hundred years, and he wakes up, and he doesn't have his memories. He doesn't know what to do or where to go. He has no idea what's happening. He finally gets to a, the top of the tower, and he sees Calamity Ganon in the distance. And that's the start of this entire cycle. What if they are preparing for one of the most deep and intricate stories, and that's another reason why they did the Divine Beasts the way they did. The Divine uh-huh. Beasts were dungeons, quote unquote, but they weren't hard. You know, they weren't really technically challenging. Now, Vana Boris, that one was difficult, and the Thunderblight Ganon was one of the hardest boss fights in the game. I will say that Thunderblight is harder than Calamity Ganon, oh, because that, that's just that's just a tough fight. It's really hard. Now, when I finally went to Vana Boris, because I did him last, I was kind of OP already. I had, like, 16 hearts and the Master Sword, and I was just, let's go balls to the wall. <laughs> so let's just let's just do it. And so, you know, what if they're setting up for one of the greatest stories in the history of video games slash... Now, I'm biased, of course, because I'm a huge Zelda fan, and so any Zelda game that they give me, unless it's just complete crap, is going to bless my life, you know? But yeah. what if they used Breath of the Wild and created an accidental masterpiece because it got like perfect scores across the board and the gameplay is beautiful. This the scenery, it literally takes forty-five minutes from the southern the southwest corner of Gerudo Desert to the northeast corner past that little labyrinth of the Akala province. It takes like forty five minutes to sprint across the entire map. It's huge. It is, it is massive. Huge. I tried
0: doing it one time. I tried Moving uh you know diagonally across the map, and it is it it takes a long time, I think I quit after after <laughs> some half time, but that just sh-
1: no. <laughs> sorry, that just no. shows you how much time and effort they put into the game, but go ahead, sorry,
0: no, 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 you're fine. um one other thing i wanted I wanted to mention too, because you mentioned link has the master sword in the trailer for the first time in the Zelda series. Link doesn't return the master sword at the end of Breath of the wild.
1: he still has it. Oh my god, that thought went completely through my brain. Thank you for saying that and blowing my mind. You're right. Yeah. Because usually, well, that's the thing. Typically at the end of a Zelda adventure, that reincarnation of the hero has done his job. It's over. But what if there's something within Link that says, I'm not finished This blade needs to stay with me because I'm still young. I'm still in my prime. Zelda is still here, and I still need to protect her, even though these two, at the end of Breath of the Wild, seem like they're starting to fall for each other. And a little bit. Like, there was no more room. There's no Zelda game has more romance than Skyward Sword. It was obvious that those two wanted to be together. But at the end of Breath of the Wild, they sort of hint at these two developing a relationship. They do. And Link is in his prime. He's powerful, and he knows that there is more evil out there that he can take out, because the sword chose him. As yeah. long as he had 13 hearts. The sword chose him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I remember trying to pull the sword out with 12 hearts, and it killed me, and I was so mad. And I just had to go finish one more shrine and go back and get it. But That's funny. It's alright. Um, yeah. Think about what they could do with this, man.
0: I know. And one thing that I mentioned to you the other day is, you know, Nintendo could totally reuse the entire map from Breath of the Wild, and a lot of fans would probably not even be mad. I'm hoping that there's not they're not going to just do that and we get a new game
1: world, but I mean I I would be okay with it. <laughs> what if there's what if they use the same map but they add a story element to where Ganondorf completely ruins everything minus, you know, Uh, Hyrule Castle still being in the center of the map, he, like, completely rearranges it to where the Akala region is different, distorted, and it's in, like, the southeast corner. Like, the Tabantha Hills are in the northwest corner, you know, the Snow Peak is in the southern corner, you know, what, they could rearrange it and change the layout, like, the Lanayru province could be in the west, where, uh... You know, it it, they could do so much. You know, it's not like Hyrule hasn't shifted locations completely in the past. (laughs) No, it, no, it completely. They could do literally whatever they wanted, and but if they did reuse the same map, they would just have to change the layout of like, let's say, if they did shrines again of some sort, which I don't think they'll do that again. I think they'll do something different because Link, technically, he has completed all the shrines. You know, he's the hero. He's gotten to maximum strength and f- went and faced Calamity Ganon and finished him off. What I'm hoping that they do is that they keep, they make a linear storyline, but it's long. It's really long. Like I'm talking link to the past amount of dungeons long, except these dungeons are difficult and they're intricate or, you know, because in link to the past, you could do any dungeon out of order. You could do them, as long as you could get there, you could do them in whatever order you wanted. Like and once you, you got wanted, to the Darker
0: world, I think, you could do dungeons in whatever order.
1: Yeah. So what if they did something like that? You know, which they kind of did with Breath of the Wild. You could do any Divine Beast. It just, depending on how you were quit uh, kitted, made it difficult. You know, if you went to Boris first, you're going to have a hell of a time beating that thing. It's going to be hard. Yeah. So... But if you go there at the end of the game like I did, it'll be a breeze until you fight Thunderblight because that's a hard fight no matter how you slice the cake.
0: I always do Vaughn last. It's it's definitely a last type. But, yeah, I, I'm hoping – what I hope is that – and what I predict is going to happen is that we'll get gameplay that's very similar to Breath of the Wild. I think that's the direction that they're going in from Zelda from here on. Breath of the Wild is kind of the new Ocarina of Time, and so every game's going to follow that formula for a while but I definitely think that they'll progress a little bit and make things a little bit different.
1: Um, this yeah, game... they'll make the user interface a little bit different. They'll make the way, like, Flurry rushes, they'll make them more advanced. They'll make the runes look a little bit more updated, you know, because the yeah. runes will stay apart. You'll keep the Sheikah Slate. You'll use that. That's at what some I was point. wondering
0: is like, yeah, what are we going to do with the Sheikah Slate? Are we keeping the old runes? Or are we going to add some new ones? Um you know, are we gonna start are we gonna have more traditional items in this game? What I was kind of hoping is what they do with this game is kind of add some because Breath of the Wild is almost perfect, but if they had added a little bit more of that traditional Zelda feel in there, I think I would have been happier with it. Uh yeah,
1: yeah, I was kinda bummed about that too. I missed the hook shot and I thought the hook shot in that world would have been amazing.
0: Not even necessarily items, like runes would be fine. It's just like in Breath of the Wild you get all four runes at the very beginning of the game. So there is not that feeling of getting a new item that can be used to explore the world, or, and or you know, there's no that they they with the divine Beast, what they did is they ended up having central mechanics that you get instead of having a central item that unlocks everything in the dungeon. But it, it kind you're of you're talking about
1: Revoli's Gale, right, and stuff like that.
0: No, 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 no. I'm talking about the 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 divine beasts themselves moved. Okay. Um, and so I think it, I think it, I mean, that was cool. Don't get me wrong, I like that change, but. I kind of missed the aha moment of of discovering something. And uh, maybe it's because you you get that Divine Beast mechanic so early on. within. And the Divine Beasts were all pretty fast. And they all kind of felt the same. That's a criticism that uh, the game gets a lot. So I would like to get more of that... Uh, traditional feel where all the dungeons are different and maybe let's actually have dungeon items or they can be Sheikah Slate Runes or they can even do something more similar to what they did with the Divine Beast but put it later on in the dungeon so that you actually feel like you're turning it around and and let's take something to the out in the world you know if we're going to add items or runes in this game let's have instead of getting them all in the beginning of the game let's give you the option to um, explore the world better so maybe there aren't parts of the world that are locked behind certain items but you can solve puzzles in different ways or traverse yeah. obstacles in different ways depending on what items that you have.
1: Yeah, like, well, you were talking about that. It kind of gave me an idea. Excuse me. Um, Let's say, you know, the Sheikah Slate is like a giant tablet, right? Uh-huh. What if using the bomb rune, Later on in the game, you get the ability to craft or draw out different types of bombs. Like if you have an enemy that's in the distance, you could take out your tablet, draw a boomerang-shaped bomb, <laughs> throw it at a Z targeted enemy and then detonate it the second it gets there instead <laughs> that of would like be awesome. trying It would be cool, you know, or like if you're solving a puzzle that has a very specific type of crack in the wall, you could literally scan You could scan the wall with your uh, Sheikah slate, and it would create, or you'd have to, it would create an outline of the crack, and you fill it in and create a bomb like that. Place it in the wall, blow it up. Or you could craft different types of arrows, and you could continue to uh, upgrade your Sheikah slate throughout the game because during during Breath of the Wild, you go to Hatino Village, and you can only upgrade your Sheikah slate like once for every rune. Yeah, you know, some of the runes don't
0: even get upgrades.
1: Yeah, like well, Stasis Plus. Bombs bombs don't get upgrades except for like the speed at which they fill back up, right?
0: Um. Well, no, the cooldown is affected, but also with remote bomb, it's it they they exp, it's a bigger explosion. Remote bomb plus and stasis plus can freeze enemies. Um. All of the all of the runes do get uh, uh, cooldown, and uh, the champion's ballad, they get uh, cooldown reduction.
1: Okay. Well, I, what if they did like Magnesis plus, where you could uh literally take jewelry or anything that's on an enemy and like lift the enemy up and throw them what what if you could <laughs> that would be cool you know because some of them have like earrings some of them have swords you could literally pick up an enemy because of the weapon it's holding and manipulate it because of that you could literally pick up an enemy and throw it down onto its weapon yeah I hope or that they bring Kryonis
0: plus could make more ice pillars or like in age of calamity you're not restricted to making them in water or something i don't know
1: (laughs) or cryonis plus you could choose what height your ice pillar is and so you could climb higher heights you could like get a boost up onto a ledge let's say um your stamina will run out before you get up there unless you have like climbing gear or stamina potions what if you could like increase the height of um your ice pillars to where you could make it easier to get onto a ledge or climb higher in a shrine to get to a chest easier. It would, it, there's so many little things that they could add to this game that would make it really cool. Like stasis, you could make it to where your wep- the stasis effect doesn't harm your... You could upgrade your stasis to where it doesn't hurt the durability of your weapons. At first it does, but you get an upgrade to where... Your weapons are basically fused with your Sheikah slate to where it doesn't affect your durability. Another thing I'd like them to do is increase overall durability of stronger weapons. Yes, there was there was just, I mean, the master and make it to where the master sword doesn't break. Because yeah, I I hated that. Well, it doesn't like break, but it, it's a cooldown, Yeah, uh,
0: ten minutes. I would like to see uh, items have uh, weapons have more durability for sure. Because I think that was the thing is that in Breath of the Wild, there were just too many weapons, and they ran out too quickly. And what would be nice would be an ability to uh, kind of – like if you could repair weapons or enhance them, that would be nice. And so you could kind of keep, hold on to a weapon for a while. And, mm. or, or just increase the durability so that they last a little bit longer and then there's not so many items. Because typically I just had too many weapons and not enough inventory space.
1: What if they take – what if they, if you do get the Master Sword at the beginning of this new game, and depending on whether or not your Nintendo profile, if, if on your Nintendo profile you beat the Trial of the Sword and have a maxed out Master Sword, they carry that into the next game? That would be cool. Also, also, what if they hinted with Age of Calamity? the fusion technique you can fuse different weapons into each other to make them stronger and to level them up what if they did that to increase durability and overall strength oh
0: that would be perfect actually yeah and you couldn't just yeah. do it anywhere you'd have to find like a blacksmith or something or or find like a an anvil somewhere but what you could do is once you got there it would be kind of like you know having to go to a cooking pot to make meals so but once you got mm-hmm. to one of those areas yeah you could fuse weapons together and that would increase the that would uh replenish some of the durability for the weapon that's the the base
1: or all of it depending on what kind of monsters or equipment or elixirs you have
0: and and then confer that yeah onto the onto the the new confer skills
1: you know onto the new weapon that would be perfect it'd be really cool and i i'm not gonna lie it wasn't always my favorite thing in zelda especially the wind waker how difficult it was to get and in Twilight Princess, how difficult it was to get—you had to do the uh, Mallow side quest to get it. But if they had some form of magic armor in this game, oh yeah, that would be cool because it's more open world. There's more dangerous stuff to run into, and let's say you run into a golden lionel and you have one heart, yeah, and but you have like thirty thousand rupees because there was one point Ash <laughs> where I had like thirty five, forty thousand rupees, and because I rupee farm a lot, like I'll go and I'll hunt down giant glistening rocks to get amber and rock salt and i'd go and sell it just to farm rupees like I, once you built Terry Town, i did so much trading and selling yeah. it was crazy
0: yeah that was one of the better the better side quests in the game one of the longer ones um yep. i didn't want to mention it twilight princess hd actually fixes the magic armor because it no longer drains your rupees while you're using them which makes it useless but in, in, in fact, but it only drains rupees when you get hit. So I was glad that they made that change.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, There's no point like using the magic armor in the Wind Waker. Did they fix it for the Wind Waker HD? Like, does it drain your magic when you get hit or does it just constantly run down? Can't remember. I have to go back and replay it, but I yeah. probably won't. So yeah, cause I've beaten the Wind Waker. God knows how many times and I love that game. Don't get me wrong. But there's only so many times you can play a video game that's linear. (laughs) Yeah. But they did kind of tease an open-world Zelda game with The Wind Waker. And I I really liked being able to go anywhere at any time. You might not be able to do everything, but you could literally take the time and sail to every square on the map. It certainly was
0: more open-world than a lot of Zelda games were at the time. It was, was I I think, the first game that really... um, took that step in that direction, or, or took the biggest step in that direction, I should say. Because even the very first Zelda game you could was technically open world in the sense that you could access the entire map at once, but that's almost become a standard for action-adventure games at this time. That's just having an open map. Yep. Um, but Wind Waker certainly was a lot closer to being open world. I, I yeah. will say Breath of the Wild is the only Zelda game that is truly open world in the sense of the term today and what that means. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, depending on your skill level, um, it's it's mainly based on skill. Because if you're really good at Breath of the Wild, you can soar through the whole game with three hearts. Yeah, three hearts in a dream, baby. And I, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do a, a live stream of Breath of the Wild when I get my equipment and just say three hearts in a dream. Hell yeah! And just go th- go through. If you want to do that with me too, you're more than welcome. That, that um, would be awesome. That'd be, it would be a lot of fun. And master but I mode. remember <laughs> Oh, never mind, oh, fuck that. Dude, that made me, that made me shiver a little bit, man. Oh, doing the Trial of the Sword in Master Mode is something I never want to do again. <laughs> I did it, but there's like 15 guardians in the last room, dude. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, and oh. at least three of them are always shooting at you at the same time, so it's almost impossible to do the perfect guard. But I did see a clip on YouTube. Uh, okay, so you know... <laughs> bless you. At the bottom of... What what was it? That giant trench. <laughs> Bless you. North of Hyrule Castle. Um, where you there's like a ton of just sitting guardians. <laughs> Go ahead. do it again. Do it again. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, sorry, <laughs>
0: allergies out here, man.
1: No no, you're good. There was like a cavern um at the bottom of a trench. Behind the uh, Hyrule Castle in the North Side. If you gotta sneeze again, just let that baby fly, dude. Just do it. I wanna. Yes, <laughs> yes babe. <laughs> <Bless you. laughs> I'm not editing but, um, this, by the way. So everything no, I- please don't. No, keep it in there, bro.
0: <laughs> ah, this is a bonus round. Everything that's in is in. Even <laughs> if we accidentally say something we're not supposed to. If 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 an N word drops, I'm sorry. Staying in. That's
1: not going to happen. No, that's yep. not going to happen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My eyes got wide. I was like, uh, nope. Nope. That's nope. That's... Nope. No, we don't do that. Yeah. The last shrine that I did was the shrine at the bottom of the cavern um, north of Hyrule Castle in the bottom of the trench. You know, And that's where I got the Tunic of the Wild. But there's a room right before that where there is probably like 10 or 15 just sitting guardians waiting for you and I sat in the corner, and they all target you simultaneously. And if you time it right, you can literally perfect guard every single one of them at one time. And I did that, and it was crazy. And I wish the Nintendo Switch had a little recording feature where you could record, like, a 30-second game clip at the time that I did it, because this was a couple years ago. But, uh, dude, that type of thing, if you could time it on the Master master Mode Sword Trial... (laughs) <laughs> trial of the sword i can't speak english that is that would be perfect because honestly if you can master perfect guarding you can do the trial of the sword yeah it's hard but you can do it yeah i, I agree
0: um but i've never actually beat trial of the sword even not even in regular mode so i just didn't have the patience for it when i died i was like nah, fuck that i don't want to do this anymore
1: <laughs> yeah i died like six or seven times and it was there were times where i took like almost a week break in between because i was like man i am getting i'm a perfectionist i have to do it like i i wanted to go through the game with a maxed out master sword because at some point i'm gonna do it but you know yeah when we did our top five item list the master sword was my number one yeah i love that blade and i will also say going back to age of calamity for a second Age of Calamity is not a standard Zelda game, but it has one of the coolest Master Sword cutscenes in the history of The Legend of Zelda. It
0: does, right? That Master Sword it is scene awesome. Awesome! It was
1: definitely... Yeah. It wasn't Link grabbing the sword. The sword detected Link's presence and protected Zelda by eliminating those mirrors and basically calling out to Link saying, okay, it's time. You're here. Draw me now. And then you face the seer. And which I forgot his name, but um,
0: it's another moment like in Twilight Princess where, you know, like we said in that episode, he just picks up the sword, you know, out of instinct.
1: You know, I've got it. You
0: know, I do this. No, nobody told him to do that. He didn't know that yep. they even directly mentioned about the, you know, the the they talk about the hero that wields the sword that seals the darkness, and had no idea that it was him. He just he knew, you know, that hero blood <laughs> or that hero soul. Dude, imagine
1: waking a up one day and you're just Lonk. Imagine waking <laughs> up one day and you're you're not Link, you're Lonk. You're I'm the lonk. you're the you're the broken version of Link. Is that like the <laughs> Spoderman Link. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't heard of Spoderman in so long. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, yeah. well we're running up on an hour here, folks. But what are what are your? We'll, I'll, we'll end with this top thing that you just really hope makes its way into breath of the wild too
1: intricate difficult and beautifully detailed dungeons dungeons need to come back because the divine beast just did not satisfy it the boss fights were cool and the way they were set up in the center of the divine beast was really cool but dungeons need to come back skyward sword had some of the best dungeons now they don't necessarily have to be linear I don't know how they would do intricate dungeons that aren't linear, because usually dungeons are. You have to do one thing to go to the next. But dungeons. Dungeons, 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 motherfucking dungeons. Like, they need, it needs to happen.
0: Yeah, I'm going to second that. Breath of the Wild did a good job of making even the dungeons open world, that you could tackle it in any way. But they could have made them more intricate, and they could have made them longer. That's all that I'm asking for. Definitely by all means, let's have a dungeon where you have to uh, where you can you can go at it in any order and accomplish a certain number of tasks in the dungeon, right? But let's make it so that you know, maybe halfway through is whenever you get that central mechanic or an item that makes some of those points uh, accessible, right? Yep. you know and and so that that's what i would say what would be cool with me for for me too would be that something that was missing in breath of the wild was the sense of
1: You know,
0: well, the journey changing in the sense of unlocking the world, right? Have you ever noticed in most Zelda games how there's almost always a midway point in the game where the quest changes? They accomplish what they were originally set out to do, and then suddenly the entire thing changes, and it's a completely different story. In uh, Twilight 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 Princess, it was the Mirror of Twilight. You know, they got the few shadows. Now it's the Mirror of Twilight. In The Wind Waker, it's you saved your sister. Now you got to collect the Triforce and awaken the Master Sword. Mm -hmm. You know, in Skyward Sword, it's you found Zelda... But actually, it kind of happens twice. Cause first it's then you got to do the the uh the song.
1: The song of the hero. Song of the about, It's a momentum killer, but it's fun.
0: Yeah, and then and then it's um awakening the master sword. Yeah.
1: Yep. The only the only games where that really doesn't happen are the Oracle games from the the Oracle games and Link's Awakening. Like Link's Awakening. You have to, or the Minish Cap. Any of the top-down Zelda games don't really do that. Yeah, and it, you have to find yeah. like the eight pieces, or the eight essences of nature, or time, the eight musical instruments to wake the windfish. or the original really eight pieces
0: of the Triforce.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. The ugh, God, I've still never played or beaten. Well, I've played it, but I've never beaten the original Zelda. Majora's
0: Mask, which is my favorite Zelda game besides Breath of the Wild, um, also is the one that just has you know kind of that single quest, but it
1: works for that reason. Did Ocarina of Time switch halfway through? Yeah, Adult Link. Well, I thought that was the goal. Like the goal was to save the princess. The whole game, just however you did it.
0: Well, okay. Your first quest is to collect the three spiritual stones and get the master sword, right? Your second quest is it's seven years later, and now you have to go defeat sages. Ganon. You have to, and yeah, uh, do the sa- uh, awaken the sages and defeat Ganon. So those are those are two distinct quests in the game. You're right. You're there's right. Tu- there's that, that, that turning point. So Ocarina of time, in a sense, no, a link to the past. Link to the Past, and that is a top-down one, Link to the Past set that standard, that precedent, because that was the Dark World, right? Yeah. You go to Hyrule Castle, you, you you collected the three pendants, you get the Master Sword, you go to Hyrule Castle, you think that's the end of the quest, boom, Dark World. So, um yeah, so a lot of the games, uh, and A Link Between Worlds does low roll, I mean, but that's the same thing. So I, I would like something like that, so how about this? What if you have your first quest, and you have a set of of objectives to do, and you can do them in any order. It's still open world, and let's say you've got, like, four things to do. And then once you complete those four things to do, then the world opens up, and it's 50% bigger, and you've got a new set of four things to do in any order.
1: Ooh, that would be awesome, dude. Yes, that'd be cool. Or, or. Imagine this. Okay, so they just released Cyberpunk 2077. Uh-huh. And that game has a lot of issues. <laughs> a lot. But it is one of the biggest video games known to date. The map is like twice the size of Grand Theft Auto 5. The campaign alone takes 45 hours, not to mention the hundreds of hours of side content that you can do. Yeah. Now, you can easily beat Breath of the Wild's story in 25-30 hours. You can do that without a problem. What if? What if you have Hyrule, the same base map, but then you travel to like Labrina, or Holodrum or you travel or well, no, those are or you somehow stumble upon Koholan Island again. What if they combine different enemies? I'm not sure how this would work or flow correctly, but what <laughs> if what if. This incarnation of Ganon has the ability to summon villains that the other heroes have faced, and so you have to face Varen. You have to face Onox. You have to fight Vati. You have to fight, um, God. What's the wind f- or the nightmare from Link's Awakening? Right. What if you have to fight? Um, what if you have to fight different boss? Well, I mean, that's a recurring thing, like fighting different bosses in multiple Zelda games, right? but what if what if they did that like or well, they created like a universal type story where ganon like manipulates reality and you have to and it's kind of like a spider verse but with link
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that was kind of my idea for hyrule warriors 2 would it be that like link teams up with different versions of link like basically the same thing with hyrule warriors 1 it's from all across the timeline have the same characters, but add some new ones. But the campaign would consist of Link teaming up with different versions of Link. And that's how they could kind of top it. But Nintendo pulled a Nintendo and did something completely different with their you know Hyrule Warriors sequel. And instead of doing
1: Hyrule Warriors 2, they just they did Breath of the Wild Hyrule Warriors. And I I'm not I'm not mad. <laughs> it's an amazing game. It's so much fun. I I dude, my next highest character is actually Zelda. She's level 23. And um Daruk is level 22, but my Link is level 36. Yeah, Link is, Link Link is, is my is main. Link
0: is, Link is like level 70-something for me, and all the other characters are like 50. Link is, again, and, and just like in the original Hyrule Warriors, Link is my main. He is the character that is powered up the most, and I, many percent of the time, use the Master Sword.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I have the Master Sword. Right now it's like level 4 and has like 43 damage, something like that. Yeah, I,
0: I level up my Master Sword well beyond my other weapons. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I will say, I don't like two-handed weapons. I don't like the fact that you have to sacrifice some of your life to do attacks. But I do like, um, I really enjoy using Spears. Yeah. His special with Spears is insane. Yeah. It is yeah. insane. Cool. It is so cool. And I, I love the fact that you can dash and then press the X button to, like, surf on your shield and knock over giant waves of enemies. That's so cool. It's so man. cool. It's so good. But yeah, we're kind of going off on a tangent here. What uh, you, I said dungeons, and you said same thing dungeons. Uh, but also,
0: I guess I'll fluidity. I'll say also yeah is let, let's let's have a second quest or let's have a, a world that opens up some, but you know, partway through. Oh yeah, so that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, hell, what they could do is the first quest could be the original Breath of the Wild map. Second quest is the new
1: one. I don't know. <laughs> it like opens up to where you can go across the ocean and. You have to save that kingdom, or oh God. I, I, you oh know it's God. funny? I say
0: second God. quest. Second quest means something different in Zelda games. It means your new game plus, basically. So, uh, what am I? What am I trying to say? Just the, the middle of, you know, the turning point where you have a completely new quest.
1: <laughs> and the beauty of this conversation, Ash, is that we don't know what they're gonna do. We don't know what they're gonna. And do. they're they're we, probably gonna do
0: nothing that we just said, and they're still gonna amaze of it. us. Or all of it.
1: All I I know is that there better be, and I will end my spiel on this with this statement. There needs to be a fight in Breath of the Wild style with a human form of Ganondorf, and they need to make it hard. Yeah. Even even if you make Link OP, they need to make it to where you need to make Link OP just to stand a chance against the final boss. They need to make it... Calamity Ganon is a joke. It is a beautiful-looking boss, and it's a fun fight, but it's easy, and you can take him down, especially if you have all four Divine Beasts. Yeah. You get his health down to half, and then Dark Beast Ganon is, is laughable. It's, it's a joke, and they need, they need to nail the story, and they need to make the final boss somewhat doable if you're OP. Yeah. Like, if you've done everything, then you can stand toe-to-toe with the final boss and maybe beat him. Like, I want to get angry, at this game, because of how hard the final boss is. <laughs> I want to, I and I also, I want it to, uh, yes, it needs to be open world, but they need to make Hyrule Castle less accessible. I don't think, I don't like the fact that you could literally just Revali's Gale and fly straight to the, they need to make Hyrule Castle a giant dungeon and lead up to the final boss with a giant staircase. I'm sorry, that's just, that's just. Well, I Hyrule it, Castle
0: is a giant dungeon, and it's just a giant dungeon that you can totally skip.
1: You, exactly. If you delve,
0: you can delve into it
1: to get extra stuff, but like just to get to Ganon, nah. <laughs> you can just climb to the top or use volley's Gale. It's a joke, but they need to make, they need to make Hyrule Castle the only dungeon that you can't just go to the top. It needs to be completely sealed off or they make it to where the top of the castle, or, well, you see in the trailer that the castle lifts up. We didn't talk about this. The castle lifts up off of the ground so it potentially goes into the sky. So what if they're doing a tribute to Skyward Sword and the next part of the game takes place in the sky?
0: In the sky. Holy shit, you're blowing my mind, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish I wish people listening to this could see Ash's face. That was that was beautiful. That was priceless. <laughs> He's like, oh, "Holy shit, you're blowing my mind." No, <laughs>
0: no, my dick is literally in my hands right now. I'm jacking off <laughs> to the thought of this.
1: All right guys, thanks for listening um, <laughs> <laughs> man okay all right well I think with that um we can we can wrap it up. you want to do an ad read real quick <laughs> Just ad kidding read. somebody please sponsor us
0: hey safe sp- uh, safe space uh what is it called squarespace Squarespace is a free blah 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 blah, blah. you know we could do really good apps. Or ads. I don't know what the fuck I'm you know, saying.
1: You know, doing this podcast is really comfortable. But you know what else is comfortable? Me undies. Perfect. <laughs> see, you got it, dude. You got I'm it. That is what we got to do. Me undies. Perfect. You. Oh, I would nailed it. L- we could contact MeUndies and see if they could MeUndies and see if they could sponsor us. If anybody's listening, help us get sponsors. Let's let's get this podcast. I want money. To- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man, no, that was such a smooth
0: before. ad read. Do you know what else is smooth? Using Squarespace to create your own website.
1: <laughs> or, or you know what else is smooth? <laughs> Manscaped. Have you ever nicked your book? <laughs> <laughs> no, I could have tot- okay. totally
0: done a, a, a... What's the fucking shaving company's name?
1: Harry's? No. Uh, $5 Shave Club? Yeah, there you go. $5 Shave Club. <laughs> Look at me just knowing all the companies that sponsor people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, guys, uh, if you collateral gamers... If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your uh, rate us on your platform of choice. You can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, now Pandora. That's new. Just got and on Pandora. <laughs> and
1: your mom's computer. What? And your mom's computer. We're in
0: your mom's DMs.
1: Watch out. Yeah, I stay there, bro. Like y'all better put your safeguards up. I'm coming. But um literally, and we didn't even
0: relate this, dude. D- did we even talk about why this is a holiday thing? So, okay, Zel- <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> no, the reason why we chose Zelda is Zelda's typically a holiday release. Breath of the Wild wasn't, by the way, but Zelda games typically are a holiday release. That that's kind of how this this idea came about, but um but yeah, happy holidays, guys. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Hope you have a good time. We just had an amazing Christmas ourselves. Stay tuned for our Christmas or slash holiday special. We're going to be talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And then next month, we're going to be talking Ghost of Tsushima. And I am so excited about it.
1: Yeah, man. It's going to be some good stuff coming up. And yeah, happy holidays, guys. Um, It's always good to have these conversations with you, Ash. Um, Pretty sure we'll keep it going after we stop recording. But, you know, that's just... Kind of the way we do things. It's the way the cookie um, crumbles. And
0: hit us up in the DMs. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We stay pretty active. Uh, you can add me personally, Ashley Allen Chancellor. I'm I'm everywhere.
1: Yep, you can do the same with me. Um, my name's Zachary Gio, you, at Zio. That's my last name, but with a Z instead of a G. So good luck figuring out how to spell that. I'll leave it's that French. to you. <laughs> it is French. Cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Cousin. <Cossette. laughs> croissant (laughs) i think we need to get out of here (laughs) yeah we do (laughs) all right man bye
0: collateral gaming is an l company production all music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only please don't sue us we're poor
1: all right so death of the child just kidding that's horrible